cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Hobby Hangout on the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel. It's Friday night, March the 10th, 2023. I'm here with Leighton Sheldon. We're going to kick it back and hear about what's been going on at the Philly Card Show. Leighton, what's going on tonight? How are you, buddy? Well, I'll tell you, I feel uh, it's been a productive day. I got up really early, and it's, you know, Eastern time zone for me. Crosby and I just had a great dinner. Um, and, you know, we talked a little about the convention, even though, obviously, talking about it with uh, a more experienced collector like you or I, Jeremy, might be a little bit different. But nonetheless, we had a great day. And, um, you know, really grateful to be here tonight, kind of giving you at least uh, one man's opinion of uh, what's going on at the convention and also, you know, one man's journey, right? I did my own thing and, um, you know, it's going to be fun to, you know, kind of jump in. But before we do, um, you know, just want to say hi to everyone. Really appreciate you joining us here on a Friday night, which is very cool because it's informal. You know, a lot of times Jeremy's got us lined up, one question, another question. So today, a little bit more free-flowing. Um, but before we start, Jeremy, anything you want to start with? Uh, or if not, I'll just get right into it. Yeah, I want to know, uh, how old is your son Crosby? So Crosby turned eight the day after Christmas. Okay. So he's, so he's a young guy. How did how does he like hanging out with dad and uh, kind of traveling to card shows and, you know, being up in a hotel? Like, is it fun? Is it an, event? is it an adventure for him? Is he excited about this weekend? Definitely. Uh, you know, I think... What's really fun, and listen, I can't remember that well at that age, but I do remember liking baseball. He's not nearly the baseball aficionado or lover uh, that I was at that age. However, the way you just described it, Jeremy, you know, everything that went on and transpired in the last year, year and change in his life and our lives, um, this is really, like, it's a wonderful distraction. And if you think about it, if you don't have a father, a cousin, an older brother that's in the hobby, the best you're going to do is hear about this stuff. So what's really cool for him is he gets to kind of live, you know, behind that curtain uh, for a little bit. And then candidly from his standpoint, um, once he understood that I was giving him work to do, but that he was going to make money, um, he was already discussing with me uh, what he was going to spend his money on. And, you know, he's got his headphones on now, so I don't think he can hear me because he's watching the tablet. Um, but, you know, one of the things we're working on, and I encourage folks to do this with all of, you know, uh, with all of your, your, your offspring, meaning, you know, your sons, your daughters, no matter what the age is. And, you know, candidly, I don't know. So I'm reading, I try to do the best I can, but one of the things I'm trying to teach him, Jeremy, um, is, Hey, you know, like if you get for argument's sake, $10 or a hundred dollars or whatever the amount is for a young kid, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so I said to him, Hey, you know, let's see if we can do something. I didn't call it charity. I said, let's see if we could do something nice for someone. You know, I might have said his cousin. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know if your kids have done this with you as they're growing up, Jeremy. Sometimes when they don't like what they're hearing, they might just take it too far on purpose. So he's like, so I guess I'm giving away all my money. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't think I said that, honey. 
Um, and so, you know, we, we re-went through it and I want to teach him, of course, you know, empathy and, you know, the power of, or, you know, feeling what it's like to give to others. And so he's not so into collecting, but he definitely understands that it's going to buy him more Roblox or Robux, whatever you call it. Um, Perfect. Perfect. And uh, I would say I give him a lot of credit. Uh, once again, I'll find out, I guess, because he's not a poker player yet. I'll be able to talk in his face. Um, what I really appreciated, Jeremy, and I would encourage others to do this, like even if you go with your daughter to the show as a patron and you're just going to like collect, whatever that means for you, give them jobs. I gave him jobs last time. It didn't quite take. This time, he's got the display case keys around his arm. He's asking how he can earn extra money. And, you know, it's all, he's not going to really keep track, but he's cleaning the display cases. I got some money shots of him cleaning the display cases. Um, and, you know, every child has a little bit of, let's say, separation anxiety and, and it's different levels. So for Crosby, I'm trying to kind of leave him in the booth when I go shopping, but that hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, I'm walking around the show with him. We're holding hands and like, honestly, at that point, like making money isn't really coming into my, you know, it's more of like I get to say hi to people in some cases I've known for 10, 20 years. And they're like, who's this? And then um, if you want a little tip of how to impress young, you know, young kids, um, of course, other than giving them candy, uh, and he's giggling, by the way, watching YouTube, so I don't even hear me, um, is um, what you want to do is you want to make a joke. You want to make a lasting impression with him because there was one dealer, which last show, you know, he didn't have any candy for him. He was definitely very friendly and he made a joke and he made Crosby really laugh. He keeps asking me where the guy is. So we went yeah. by his booth today and I'm not naming him. So I don't want to, you know, out anyone. Um, but he was busy a number of times and he's one of those dealers who doesn't really have, let's say like help with him. So he, he, he really couldn't uh, say hi, but I promise Crosby tomorrow we'll say hi. And, um, you know, for me, it's an added dimension to the show, you know, cause Crosby just turned eight, even though he's not collecting, as you said, He's really running with like the experience aspect of it. And uh, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's really cool. My, my my kids are still too young to to really even help me at a card show, but uh I'll be at the I'll be at the the Edmonton Expo in May, which is a couple weeks after the Toronto Expo. And my buddy's gonna come and bring his boy who helps who's helped me out before. And uh, you know, it's just like you said, you give them you give them little jobs and give them responsibility. And they appreciate it. And then you you give them something at the end of the show for their efforts. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a great way to engage young people, especially, you know, those that we may or may not be related to or kids of our friends. And it's nice to have the youth around. So um, let's talk. Let's do a couple comments here. we got some people who have joined us. And uh, but just to get this one out of the way, Cards in the Valley. Yes, this. This is about the set up there. Was it open? Was it actually open to the public today? It was. It opened yeah. uh, mid-afternoon, I believe. Okay, so Leighton was there. Uh, is the card show good? He wanted, Well, we'll get to that. Jake, what's going on? Good to see you. Brenton Friesen says, can I have a rap song made about me? I don't see why not, Brenton. Do something interesting with your life, and maybe you can. Maybe you can. Just got, And you got to find the right person to do it. That, that, that's it as well. Rory, what's going on? Look at that. Uh, Cousins Collectibles. Oz and uh, Tony says, what's up, guys? See you at the Philly show tomorrow, Leighton. That's Looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, yeah, you'll see them tomorrow. You guys know each other from uh, Sports Cards Live. Collector's yeah. Dream, what's going on? Hello to you. So, listen, first, I wanted to clear uh, clarify for my own even understanding. 
how long do you have to hang out for right now? You, I think we mentioned it was going to be short, but what are you, uh, what are you thinking? It's about 30 minutes ish. Okay. It's fine by me. Fine by me. Right. Just to set everyone else, everyone's yeah, expectation sure. out there. We're going to go for about half an hour here tonight, guys. And um, so I'm not going to uh, do a ton of chatting here late. And I want to hear from you, but I will ask you questions. Colin Murray, sure. I'm setting up at Strongsville vintage only show in a month. Yeah. I've heard going there, baby, but I won't You'll be, be there. Up. I'll be going. You'll be going. You'll be going to buy. So yes. the Philly show, like, I don't know anything about the Philly show, Leighton. Um, Great. So let me take you, let yeah, me kind of take you behind the scenes. Yeah. So first things first, um, if you're, if you're going to be in the area, it's three times a year. Go to phillyshow.com. I'm not affiliated. I don't get money. I don't get free food. They are very nice to me. Um, and they smile. Uh, and they're very nice to Crosby. But all kidding aside, if you're looking for a vintage show, and you know, let's let's be honest, guys. Um, if you're going to shows, you don't need me or Jeremy to tell you to go to your local show that's 16 miles away. So what I kind of want to do tonight, and I'm just thinking about this, Jeremy, let's talk about the show as if someone might make a four-hour road trip. Someone might get on a plane. Because to me, that's the real value. In other words, we don't need to recommend local shows. Everyone has their own local shows. So is this show large enough to travel to? And is it only worth traveling to as a dealer? What's the scoop? Uh, and so that's kind of what I'm gonna you know, talk about and take the angle. Um, so first things first, if you're doing the show right, and I'm not talking entertainment, I'm not talking playing golf, anything like that. I'm saying that if you don't have your son, if you don't have your kids, and you're able to get down to the show, even as a patron, get in Thursday. Because especially as you get into this inner circle, and by the inner circle, there's no, like, you know, you don't have to know a code word. It's this, right? Money. And to be fair, you got to have a nice smile. I'm not sure who's is nicer, mine or Jeremy's, but either way, it might work. Um, and so, really, there's a lot of business. My buddy just told me a really funny story. I'll actually share that in just a second. That if you're going to do it right, and when I say do it right, you want to get access to the best stuff. So I don't care if you're a super high-end collector and you have so much money, you can't even go to the show, but you pay someone to go to the show for you, which God willing, one day, Jeremy, we're both in that position. We're paying people to go to the show for us to buy for our PCs. I don't know that right. I ever want to pay. I don't, I want to go to shows. Why would I ever want to pay someone to go to show for Unless there's two at the same time and I can't be. Well, see, see, you stole my thunder, but not only that, but remember what I tell people I do for a living, but without exaggeration, I don't think I'd stop. If I had so much money, I didn't know what to do. I just think I would take bigger, bigger treasure hunts. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I like being a professional card treasure hunter. It's fun. Um, but kind of getting back to center. So if you're going to do it right as a passionate collector, as a dealer, you get in Thursday for the Philly show. Because especially if you go to a few of the popular restaurants, all you have to do is sit at the bar and eat dinner. Hey, Bob, how you doing? What's up, Kurt? How you doing, Joe? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, it's like going to the right club. Like people know why you're there. You're there to talk and certainly be nice and see what's going on in their lives. But at the end of the day, you got any new cards, got any new sets, got anything for my PC, got any new photos. You have anything interesting? That's a really good line because it's broad. But yet when I say to someone, do you have anything interesting? It's like for them to answer it, they can either answer it in a way that could be misleading to me but they're not going to get another chance. So they might say, Leighton, stop by first tomorrow morning. Great, I'll do that. 
and they show me like, you know, a bag of donuts, which by the way, apple cider is my favorite hot in case you're interested and you're on a show, but like all kidding aside, I don't want to go by your booth for, for donuts. I want to go by for something interesting. Something interesting might be a fresh, really high grade find of sixties cards, a uh, 500 plus tobacco card find. I mean, you know, those are things that are interesting that aren't, you know, going to come across every day. That being said, if you just have sets, I'll check those out. But what happens on Thursday is you kind of, even if you don't buy anything, you get a heads up on what you should be doing Friday morning. Now, even if I don't get any information on that Thursday night, I still have a game plan. And for those who are out there who think I'm funny, I hope this is enjoyable tonight. Some of this is true. Some of it's embellished. I just watched the Chris Rock special. So I promise I'm not going to bust anything out that crazy, but I can see how a little bit, you know, entertainment is fun. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I appreciate you laughing, Jeremy. Thank you. So I'm um, talking about the show and trying to really give value to the audience. Um, getting in that Thursday night or Thursday afternoon is great. If you don't, do yourself a favor. Don't go out on a rager the night before and get there first thing in the morning. I was trying to tell my son, even though I don't think he was taking it or he was, it was taking, um, um, you know, to the value of it is, hey, like daddy's there Friday morning. I don't always shower right before. Sometimes I go back up and shower after in the room because like I just want to be there literally not just first. I want to be there when the dealers are coming in because I just kind of want to know. Now, I don't stay for hours and like stay all day through, right? So some people do that. Um, you know, I used to in my younger days. Um, and so now I'm taking people to that Friday morning. And so if it opens at 8 a.m., I believe it does. If you show up at 9.30 and you heard about a deal that already went down, you have no one else to blame but yourself. Um, I got to jump in quick here. Just let you know, when I when I started setting up at shows, I used to get there at the last possible moment and open up and then go. For about four or five years ago, I decided I'm going to be the first one in because I don't want to set up. I want to go talk to the other vendors and see what I can scoop up. So I'm the first or second guy through the doors at the Toronto Expo every time so that I can go hit up the hot spots and maybe get some good stuff, you know, at, at a good price. Uh, Not so for long hair Larry, no way. What's that? Not from long hair, Larry. No way. Not from not from long hair, Larry. But I, but you know what? I I completely agree with what you're saying. The early bird gets the worm. It's true in sports cards. It's true uh, when you're fishing. Doesn't matter. You you want to get out there early. Uh, if you're in, you said don't go on a bender the night before. We used to do that when I was going to the card shows in late 2000s, early 2010s. I'd be out late at night till 3 a.m. and I'd you know struggle to get to the show for 10. Now I don't do that anymore. Maybe it's my older age. I don't know. I want to be there first thing. And as you know, I'll walk the aisles when there's only two or three vendors per aisle set up. And I'll walk them again and see as people are setting up. Then you look in their showcases and you know you're gonna have you have the best selection that way. So that's I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Very quickly, card says can't wait for the Philly show going tomorrow. Hunting Tatum and Brown. Colin knows what we're talking about. Cutthroat, Larry. There you go. All right, sorry, back to you, back to you, Leighton. Sure, just a little shout out to Vintage Breaks. I know it's uh, commercial here, but we actually polled. I'm so excited. Tonight, live on our stream, we opened up a 2017 uh, Prism Fast Break Basketball Box, and we got an autographed Jason Tatum rookie. Um, I think it was numbered uh, during our stream tonight. So that was really cool, and I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, well, congrats so. to the person who had that spot. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to buy the card. We'll see. Um, so anyway, um, Jeremy, it looks like we're going to be, um, sharing cups of coffee 
uh, in Toronto because I'll be going to the spring show oh. and uh, I'll be getting in that Thursday. I don't know if I'm going to have to beg Mark Chuteau from Classic or like, you know, figure out a way that, you know, uh, explain to, you know, long hair that he still owes me a favor from 11 years ago. And he does, but like, I just don't know if I'm going to collect it. Uh, but I agree with you, like getting into that Toronto show, first of all, just like sometimes like the Philly show in the winter, when those doors are open that first day, if you're moving in with the dealers, even if you're not setting up, but you're walking around and there's only a few dealers per aisle, man, it could be discouraging. What time but, are you going to, what time are you going to get into Toronto on the Thursday? Do you know, do you know what time you land or drive uh, in? So, well, I'm not going to drive. I'm going to fly. Um, and my guess is I'll probably come in early to mid afternoon, no later than that. Because I, and this is for you and everybody watching, Colin, anyone who's going to be at the, in the Toronto area is going to coming to the Toronto Expo. It, it's, it's April 20th to 23rd, Thursday's the 20th. Just today, I secured the traditional uh, reservation I make at the Jack Astors. It's right close to the show, close to the airport for the Thursday night, sort of, it's big. It, it's a dinner. It's a get together. It's a mix and mingle event. So I'll be hosting it. I'm not paying for everybody, but I'm, I've got the reservation made. I talked to them today. We've got this, we got that whole side patio again. I got it. It's for 7 30 PM Thursday, the 20th, the show closes at eight. So I won't get there until about 20 after, but for everybody, you're all welcome to come to the uh, Jack Astors. I'll talk about that more as we lead up towards the, uh, the expo, which is still over a month away, but uh, I'm super pumped. You'll be there. And you're more than uh, you. You're actually you have to show up Thursday night. If you don't have any collection appointments or buying appointments Thursday night, I expect to see you at the uh, at Jack Astor's. I can even give you a ride after the yeah, show. Yeah, no, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, I think it's really nice that you're telling people about you know an event. Um, you know, I would say that you know that's something that has been added to these conventions in recent years as you kind of get out of it what you put into it. And so you know, it takes folks like you and folks that care. Even if you're not paying for it, it still takes effort to put together a time and a place and you're using your your medium here to get people there. And so I think that's super cool, Jeremy. Yeah, and we, this is the, we've been doing this for 15 years, twice a year. Uh, so this well, is not- Well, now an, I'm not so sure I'm gonna show up. I'm a little offended I wasn't invited earlier, but it's all right. I'll, you know, <laughs> better better uh, late than never, come on. Yeah, ex exactly. Think about my name, right? So um, anyway, getting back to center here, uh, this is what I like to do if everything is perfect. Now realize, you know, what do they say? God, the, 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 the plans you have, God's, I don't know. I'm not necessarily religious, but, but you know, the point is, is like, Hey, for example, tomorrow morning, I want to go to the show early. I'm not able to we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. So stay tuned. Um, so uh, you get to the show early and just the way Jeremy described, even if you have a booth, if you can figure out a way, and of course, it, whatever insurance company you want to use, use them. If you want a recommendation, email me direct. I'll tell you who we use. I don't want to plug them on air because I don't know who Jeremy, you know, uh, maybe has to deal with in terms of, you know, insurance and stuff. But it's really important to get insurance for your cards. The reason why I say this is because I've actually asked and I know, like when I'm at a show, I want to know if the cards are insured in my vehicle. What if I have to go to the bathroom? And I can't carry all my stuff and I'm just a single fella and the stuff's in my car, right? So, you know, I'm just giving an, um, giving some advice about what you should consider. So that way, when you get into the show, if you are by yourself, listen, I'm not telling you to leave a 52 Tops mantle unattended, but you're not going to be able to take everything. So take the briefcase you want to walk around with, everything else will stay at your booth, but don't set up 
unless you're only there to sell, which case set up right away. I but just keep for, it all locked in the body bag. Uh, you yeah, know, that's yeah. exactly it. Lock it in the body bag, or if you get a safe, which we do for the national, you know, put the best stuff, of course, in the safe or all of it the safe as you can. Um, but then hit the road, you know, walk around. And what I like, uh, and I feel like you're probably similar, Jeremy, because you're buying and selling for hopefully profit, but you're also buying and selling for your PC. There was a number of items I saw today that I didn't buy. And one of them, I kind of tipped my hand that I'm going to talk about it tonight. He knows I want to buy it. Um, but what I like is even for the things that you don't buy on that first go around, the information's valuable to you. What do I mean by the information? In other words, you don't know what time that person set up if you don't see them. You don't know what price it started at. But what I like is when I'm first there, the way that Jeremy's describing, he's there. If you have a card that I'm looking at 36 hours later, in other words, a day and a half into the show, a lot of people like this line. Late, I just picked this up. I'm like, really? I think I saw it at your booth yesterday. No, no. I mean, I picked it up like a few weeks ago. No, I'm like, you just said you picked it up like this morning. No, I meant like this morning a few weeks ago. I'm like, all right, it doesn't really matter. And I was, I was joking with someone I was walking around filming some comment, content today. This is a, such an interesting thing that people do when they negotiate, okay? So I asked someone the price on something because it's got the price on it. And I said, do you have any flexibility? It's a really nice, innocuous way to ask someone, can they do any better? Nothing wrong with saying, can you do any better? I just think it's a little bit nicer, right? So if I can give you one tip of negotiating, let me tell you, I say that with a little smile and I try to put Crosby in front of me because he's definitely better looking. And, you know, maybe I get a few extra points off. I'll take it. You know, it's all real money. Um, but, but anyway, uh, he, by the way, he's giggling up a storm over there. It's hysterical. Um, <laughs> you know, in terms of what happened in this particular transaction, I didn't buy it yet. Um, so they say to me, they have flexibility to such and such price. But the next thing out of their mouth is, swear to God, they paid $100 less. So I'll just use the numbers because it doesn't really matter. So the item's tagged at 3000 It's not a card. So that's what makes it worse for me. Like when I say it's not a card, it's unlikely I'm going to sell this thing. So it's thousands of dollars. You know, I got a son. He's, he's like, you know, he's growing. I'm divorced. I shouldn't be buying this, Jeremy, you know. But I know good value. I know good stuff. So it's 3000 bucks, And I say to him, do you have any flexibility? And he goes, you know, wait, I, I could do 2600 for you. Before I could even literally like bat an eye, blink, he's telling me the tale of how, so he tells me 2600 but he's telling me he paid 2500 not 2550 not 2450 not 2000 And I don't really know what he paid. And when I was trying to tell the person I was with afterwards when we weren't filming any content, this is just one person's opinion. I'm curious what you think, Jeremy. <laughs> Not only do I not care, I truly mean this, you're literally slowing me down. So in other words, if I'm trying to do 100, I appreciate you laughing because I knew you would. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's supposed to be half funny, but half serious. Yeah. It's, if I'm going to do this 100 times a day, do you think I really want to hear from 99 different people what they paid? Just to, And by the way, if you don't have any flexibility, that's okay too. But what I don't really like is the story. And by the way, what I tell people is, this is a shameless plug. If you want a story, go to my blog. 
blog.justcollect.com. I write about a ton of the collections I buy. I put up videos and I really don't do it for me. I do it and it didn't start off like this. I'd be lying if I said otherwise, but it is the truth now. It's definitely good for business, good for advertising, gets me a ton of traffic every month, but that's not the main reason I do it now. What I've realized is I'm literally creating a virtual card journal of all of my experiences for my son. And I don't want to get sentimental, but you know, I don't like talking about death. Who does? But we don't know when we're going to leave the earth. So enjoy it while you're here. And if you can make some memories and that might have an impact on a future generation, it's even better. So please save the stories for your blog, for your books, for your whatever you think is entertaining. But it's not that entertaining to tell people what you pay for everything. However, the if you're gonna the longer you tell me a story, the less I'm gonna want to pay you because you are taking me away from the next booth and the next booth and the next booth. So, twenty five. Okay, listen, you want you you want to buy another five minutes of my time so you can tell me your story. You're gonna have to take hundred bucks off because I gotta go. But Layton, I will tell I will say, listen, I'll come back when I have more time. I gotta go. Can we get this deal done? So the thing is, you're I got. I'm so looking forward to hang out with you in Toronto with the Mint. It sounds like. And listen, I think I'm decent at what I do. I might have a thing or two to learn from you about this whole negotiation thing, about how to act, because I almost feel like tonight it's card confessional. I'm literally, this is like, you know, I have a couple of notes, but nothing about this. It's just so I didn't forget a couple of things. Um, because I think it's kind of fun. Like, I truly want to hear from your community. I'd love to hear late effing nuts. This is crazy. You should want to hear. But like, Jeremy heard me loud and clear. I actually... This, this is definitely going to sound really crazy and corny, but it's the truth, especially after every national, but I can even feel it now. I have a limited window at the show. Now, the show's not open now, so I don't feel like I'm missing nothing because the hours are closed. But when the national ends every year, as much as I'm happy to get back to my son, get back to my family, and get back home, I always feel like, you know, it could have been a couple extra days. I never have enough time to see everyone, to do what I want, to buy as much as I want, to look as much as I want. Um, and so the same thing will happen here. So now I am being serious, but I'm trying not to laugh. It's really, I don't want to say rude, that might be extreme, but consider everyone else's time. Like you're going, Jeremy, because you want to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going because I want to do A, B, and C. And to be honest, don't judge me. But like when they had the shows in Chicago, I liked the Sloppy Joes. It was important for me to get a sloppy Joe. Now, 30 minutes later, if I wasn't feeling so good, I'd always ask myself, like, why? Now I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, if you want to get your sloppy Joe at a card show, and that might mean sitting at Jeremy's booth, camping out, waiting for the fresh sloppy Joes, right? Going over to talk to long-haired Larry to hear, like, tall tales. Lots of things happen and transpire at card shows. And honestly, they're almost all fun. So don't be rude and take other people's time, especially when it's so see-through. You're literally just trying to get either the sale done or more money or so on and so forth. Like yeah. just, I got to take your advice, Jeremy. Got to go see a man on a horse. And you know what, um, Layton? It's not only a card shows. I, I was at the bank the other day standing in line. There's people behind me. I get to the teller and I'm being friendly with her. So I ask her, hey, how are, how are you doing today? She puts, she takes her glasses off, puts her pens down, 
puts her and starts talking to me and stops trend stops processing my request. I'm like, I gotta go. Like you're please. like, well, not only that, you're like upsetting everyone, you know. Well, and the people behind me. It's like, come on, like we could get so much more done. But but listen, we're on limited time. I wanna can we I have no idea what time it is, actually. Well, you said you had half an hour, we're 29 minutes in, which is fine. I'm gonna keep good. I'm gonna All keep right, you well, here a little bit longer. But can you Fill us in on the Philly card show a little bit. Give give the viewers it. a bit of a, a report. Absolutely. How was it today? How many vendors? What's the energy like? That sort of stuff. Absolutely. You got it. Yeah, I probably talked a little bit longer than I thought, but it was fun. <laughs> um, so hopefully everyone enjoyed the, uh, the tales from the show. So in terms of the show itself, the energy, I think, is great. The traffic is typical of a Friday show. So I would say that during the height of like the mania of the last 18 to 24 months, I have seen it busier on Fridays. However, we've started taking notes. We have our own notes about shows we go to in terms of how busy they are, if they're worth it, how much we spend, all that kind of stuff. We noted that the last December show started exactly like this. Friday was like, okay. And then Saturday was gangbusters. And, and when I say gangbusters, I don't necessarily mean sales, just the brick, the briskness of the people who are in there. Um, the energy uh, was definitely turned up. And so today was similar to the last Friday that happened in December. However, I saw real deals going down, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. I saw an $11,000 cash deal, which, you know, I don't like sticking my nose, you know, not in my business. Um, but I was literally looking at the guy's table and, you know, the dealer knew me and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, screw up his, de his deal. Um, I would say that wax is always very liquid at a show like this and transacted highly on a Friday. And I'll tell you why, when you go to the national, like no matter what happens, blowout ain't running out of inventory, right? Steel city's not running out of inventory, but guess what? There is no steel city. There is no blowout. So if you're going in there to buy wax, and I can tell you for vintage breaks, I bought the only 2022 NT baseball case that I saw in the room. I bought the only 2022 immaculate baseball case I saw in the room. There wasn't a single box of the new Topps Gilded Baseball. They're high-end products. We have great baseball clientele. So my point is, and I'm going to talk about vintage in a minute, when you go to a show, even if it's decent size, like Philly, it is great show, hundreds of dealers. Um, and there's no empty booths, gang. So you're not going to go there and be upset. You see Beanie Babies or a guy selling lollipops. Um, it's all filled. Now, there might be lots of shiny stuff, and you don't like that. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so like I said, very, very um, good energy. Not quite as busy as we all hope, but I believe it's going to be busier tomorrow. Um, wax, definitely, um, I wouldn't say it was scarce, but the good stuff like you don't wait because people are coming tomorrow. Like they're, they're not going to be able to buy. So the more regular, like 2023 tops, baseball, jumbo and hobby all over the place, not to worry. Okay. So getting to vintage cards, really interesting. I'm going to give you my um, firsthand take from my booth. And I'd love to be, listen, I could tell you all tall tales, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm going to tell you what actually happened. So yeah. in my booth, we have a gigantic buying sign. Now I'm not there uh, most of the day, but I do go there to shake some hands and kiss some babies and have some fun. Um, and I was there a little bit. 
the best card that I know of that we got offered at our booth, other than someone telling you that they have a collection and not seeing the card, right? Because I don't count that. Um, was a 1955 Topps Kofax rookie and a BVG5. And I say that as much as I love Kofax, I was highly disappointed. And I could show you the text with my staff. I said, wow, it's a really competitive room. Because I was at a bunch of my column co-workers, buddies, acquaintances, booths, and we have a great location. There was constant activity. So I don't think we were doing a bad job. I think that when it comes to buying at your booth, it's challenging. It's challenging because when you think about it, there's a lot of competition. So when I try to buy the convention, even though, of course, it's great to buy behind the table, it's got an advantage or a dealer, the whole thing, I'm able to buy on the floor. So I bought a bunch of wax today. And to be very clear, and I don't want to get into, you know, um, I bought this, I bought that. Spent well over $10,000 on wax for vintage breaks. And for cards, we didn't buy a single card behind the table. No, wow. Not today. Tomorrow I expect to, um, but not today. And so the cards that I was able to buy today, I bought on the floor. And I thought was really interesting. Um, Plenty of vintage in that $100 to $1,000 range. And then really great vintage dealer set up right across from me, Jackie Leaf rookie, you know, um, great assortment of mantles. And what's really fun is if you're a vintage nerd like myself, excuse me, even if you don't buy anything, it's just really great to see fantastic inventory like that. Um, so I would say, just like any other show, including the National, that the best vintage was priced as the best vintage. So I didn't see any particular deals to be had. To be very clear, the deals I was able to make today, and some of that content will be coming out soon. Uh, we had some fun filming it today. Jeremy, I had a great time. It was really fun as well as it was actually, like I say, re reasonable money doing it. Hey, uh, I'm interested in the 67 Clemente and a five. I'm interested in the 68 Aaron and the six. I'm thinking about things I bought today. And, Nothing was above 500 bucks, 800 bucks. But I looked up the first few to make sure that the prices seemed to be reasonable. I pulled out what I was interested in. I said, please let me know if you have any flexibility in this group. Yeah. And was able to buy a bunch like that. Well, that's good. And I think, I think, listen, you're there, you're, you are a reseller, you know, you do this for a living. So you're looking to be able, you're looking for margin. Uh, what, I think the message, though, to people who are watching right now that are going to be going to the show tomorrow, if Tony and Oz are still watching or anybody who's in the crowd that might be going to the show tomorrow, you know, just because there aren't any smoking deals doesn't mean you're not going to find a great card for your collection at the fair price, right? Like, it's not like, can you give a bit of an indication uh, for someone who's going there who might be in the market for their, their first and only 48 leaf Jackie or 53 mantle tops or a Nolan Absolutely. Ryan rookie. Like, are, Absolutely. Like, Let me lots tell of you opportunities this. to add sweet pieces to your collection. Oh my goodness. Not only are there amazing opportunities. Okay. Enjoy the process. It's actually a lot of fun. If you allow yourself to say, and I don't do this enough, but like when Crosby and I, we bought him one of those uh, pop, pop, not pop. It's uh, 
Pump, Funkos? Funkos? Funkos. 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 We bought him one. We actually were filming it. I didn't know my guy was filming it. I would have seen, at the end, I was almost losing it because he probably, I'm not kidding, he took 10 minutes. He was like, you know, playing eeny, meeny, miny, mo. which one should I get? It was highly enjoyable because I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's a Nolan Ryan rookie or if it's this Funko. It really is about the process. So my point is, you're now asking me about like a 48 Leap Jackie or Ryan rookie. I saw a dealer that he must have had five Ryan rookies graded. This is my point. If you want, even though that's a GOAT card, you know it's readily available. Decide, do you want it centered? Because to me, it's not actually about grade anymore. It's a, ma- it's a matter of the eye appeal. So if you don't care, great. Now you know you want to buy the highest graded for the best price. But if you don't want to do that, you want to buy the best eye appeal. To me, I mean, listen, I, you know, my dad taught me that the way to collect was, was completing sets. It's obviously no wonder I don't complete sets because who listens to their parents? Yeah. I did when I was younger, but I don't do that anymore. I'm like the exact opposite. I'm a type collector. I love having like, oh my God, I want to have a great satchel page card, but I don't need to have every satchel page card. Or I love 53 tops, but I don't need the 53 top set. Yeah. I'll take a mantle, the jacket. A few examples. Yeah. You know, a few examples. That's great. Um, and so, uh, you know, when it comes to enjoying the journey, please, if you're there tomorrow, and this I mean sincerely, I would much rather give someone my time as opposed to, let's say, this gentleman who was trying to upsell me and sell me this piece, if you will, right? I am not in a hurry. For example, if someone comes from Sports Card Live tomorrow, was like, Leighton, I'm making my first Nolan Ryan rookie purchase. I got a $750 budget. And I know you talked on the show how you don't want to be bothered. And I want to make sure that people are hearing me. And I appreciate you laughing, Jeremy. I want to be bothered when your heart's in the right place. Yeah. Right? You have a son. You have a daughter. You have a question about the biggest purchase of your life. And you want to maybe get an expert's opinion or a second opinion beyond your own. I really would be happy to do that. Um, Please come over and visit us at the booth. We're at 305 and 307. Um, What's also very powerful, and I know it's not the same because the the room, believe it or not, Jeremy, is of decent size. I don't know if it's similar to Toronto, but it might be. It's like it's a good size, you know. This is what I do. I no longer just write down the booth number and the item, but I take a photo. Because now if I'm at my buddy Layton's booth, and I'm like, you know, I kind of want to ask him about four cards. And they're literally in the four corners of the room. And I'm probably going to have to buy the guy a steak dinner to get him to look at this. I don't really want you to have to buy me a steak dinner. I think you should just take photos of the cards. And even though it's not as good as seeing it in person, it's still better than not having any picture. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. I, I appreciate you offering that. I mean, it's it's important. When I'm set up at the, at the, at the Toronto Expo, people often... I'm kind of a go-to person to say, hey, what do you think of this Gretzky rookie? Or what do you think of this Orr, this Lemieux, this Gordie Howe? And I'll give people my my honest opinions. And sometimes I know where the card came from. I know whose it was. Sometimes I don't, but I don't let that that bias my opinion. I'm still going to give the person a fair opinion. And yeah, there's nothing in it for me at the time except growing the hobby, being a, being a good yeah, neighbor. Yeah, that's a lot though, Jeremy. That's a lot. You know, listen, we were joking earlier about my, by the way, my friend, if he's watching the show, he's going to know who it is because, you know, this is exactly how the, the, the negotiation was going down when he told me, and I was laughing at him. I'm like, I don't care what you paid. It doesn't matter to me. But but all kidding aside, 
there is really great people in the hobby like Jeremy, um, you know, like my buddy who I'm busting his chops here on the show. Uh, you know, most of us will give you not only the time of day, we will actually give you our expert opinion. My only bit of advice is to be respectful. Yeah. I'm sure we've all been in the spot. If you go up to someone and they're talking to someone, you don't know what they're talking about. But if you're asking for something from that person, my personal opinion, you got to wait your turn. Yeah. Um, you know, unless your pants are on fire and it's something to do with your health or something physical, I understand. Um, but there's so much fun to be had uh, at the convention. And there was a number of things. I mean, I went to a guy's booth today and I want to rattle off because now I can see the time. I don't want Cross to be too long on his tablet, but we have a few more minutes if you do, Jeremy. Um, I wanted to share with you just top of the mind, like some stuff I saw that's going to potentially blow your mind. Yeah. So I'm at a guy's booth. Uh, um, I mean, I can name companies. Is that right? Yeah. Whatever uh, you want. Yeah. So I'm at Gotta Have It's booth. I used to know Pete Siegel, guy used to run, he's great, blah, blah, he's retired now. Um, so I'm talking to the gentleman, I feel bad, I forget his name, who runs it, you know, really great guy. And, you know, I really love the booth because it's got everything. It's got like some side music stuff. It's got rarities from like American history. It's not just cards. It's got 352 mantles, you know, and he's like, hey, late, you know, you want one? I'm like, you know, I want one at a good price. So he's like, all right, so he skipped over that. And I, one of my favorite bands of all time is the Allman Brothers. And I know he's got great music memorabilia. I'm like, you have anything? And then he could tell. I felt him going like this to me. He's like, you know, late night, I swear to God he did this. And if he's watching, I apologize. This is what you did. So he's like, I got a few Allman Brothers pieces. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you know, you know, you might like them. I'm like, great. Are they going to be in the next auction? No. Nope. No, we, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, we, we'd only sell that privately. I'm like, that sounds expensive. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know, I'll just wait for somebody to come to auction. He's like, no, no, those aren't coming to auction. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll email you or something. But, you know, I don't, I don't need to be, you know, the wild goose chase for uh, top of the line, Almond Brothers memorabilia. But I had a ton of time being in his booth. So then he says to me, Leighton, you want to see something great? Just keep in mind, I'm looking at baseball cards. I'm looking at anything on, and everything under the sun from historical memorabilia uh, to talking about Allen Brothers. So he's got like this big tube thinking like we have the Declaration of Independence in there. I don't understand. So he takes out something that literally looks like a baseball bat that Bigfoot would have swung. Um, I'm like, what is this? So he shows it to me. I look at it. I'm like, I can literally see. So the barrels here, the handles here. Um, I can literally see very faint, like a J, maybe an A. I'm like, ah. but you know, have to understand, as much as I know about Shoeless Joe Jackson, I think I've seen a Black Betsy bat before, but I haven't had it in my hands and certainly hadn't seen it in years. So long story short, it might be real. He's getting John Tobby from PSA to work with him, figure it out. This is something, this is my point. You're not getting the sitting at home. Get up. Even if you can't go to this show, check them out at thephillyshow.com. This is why it's fun to go to card shows. And by the way, I'm not buying this bat. I really just look at this as part of my journey. Yeah. Like one of my son in four years, maybe he cares about who Joe Jackson is. Cross, you don't realize your third show 
you know, I saw this thing, because I'll probably show it to him tomorrow. Who knows if it's real? Um, so anyway, I don't want to run out of time, but I want to share this. This is super cool uh, and cute. So tomorrow morning, even though I want to go to the card show early, and I was there today, so it's not as big of a deal, um, we actually we have an appointment uh, uh, for Just Collect. It's a fresh collection. It's apparently about 200 cards from the 1930s. And I only know four of the cards. So actually, it's not true. I know more than four of the cards, but the other 25 cards I saw are like low-grade galleys, you know, 33s, and nothing special. Um, so the four offhand I know are um, a 38 Gaudi heads up DiMaggio, um, a 39 play ball DiMaggio, uh, a Gaudi Sport King Cobb, and a Gaudi Sport King Red Grange, a few dozen uh, 33 Gaudis, including like a Hornsby, but the Hornsby was trimmed. Um, and so... I say to Crosby, I'm like, Crosby, so he knows J5, who like, you know, runs our booth and he, he's instrumental at our company. Um, his name is John. We have many Johns. That's why he gave a nickname. So um, I say to him, J, and he knows J5 well, listen, you want to stay at the booth? You know, you stay here. And I didn't think he would, you know, it was a little bit of a separation situation. So uh, I'm like, all right, well, I just want to let you know, like, I have to go on this deal. We're going on a little bit of a treasure hunt. He's like, okay. So I'm having someone else from the company come to film it. Tomorrow morning is going to be Crosby's first ever deal with me. Nice. Now, to be fair, I don't know if we're going to buy it. I don't, actually, most of the time we give people estimates, this and that. But we didn't on this one. Um, I guess we gave him a couple, um, an estimate on a couple cards. But I'm really just kind of doing it because it's not that far from the show. And, of course, you know, it's 200 plus 1930s cards with a couple of the highlights I just mentioned, which are exciting. Worth uh, checking so, out. Yeah, uh, he's got his Yankee T-shirt ready for tomorrow, and uh, we're the deal's at nine thirty, so you know we're going to be on time if not early, and uh, I'll certainly tag you, Jeremy, if we end up buying it and we post about it. Um, yeah, let know, me know. I'll tell your community about. It. Yeah, listen, I'm, sure. I'm kind of cool I can feel the flutter. I'm getting a little anxious myself because I don't know. It's, all, it's always it's always fun. it's always an exciting time when you're a walk the, the 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 moments leading up to looking at a collection that you may have an opportunity to purchase i know those feelings there's like there's nothing quite like it i love it let's do a couple comments here uh going back to um you know people kind of taking your time uh matt stern says i work for a call center and they advise never to ask an open-ended question that's really good advice to take into a card show when you are on a mission if you're just there you know, you you got no, you're not in a rush and you don't have any major targets you're looking for. You just want to go talk to people, ask all the open-ended questions you want. But if you don't want to get stuck at someone's table for too long, keep it a little bit simpler. Great advice, Matt. Chris here, Chris C has a question here, Layton. Uh, says, apparently I have to go all the way to the Burbank show this fall to try and find the 68 Nolan Ryan Venezuelan card. What are Layton's thoughts on that card he goes on to say he's looking to flip it not looking to sorry looking to keep not flip it but has to trade for it okay so that's just besides the point what is your opinion on the on the nolan ryan venezuelan the 68 venezuelan nolan ryan card Layton? what do you what do you know about that piece uh first of all great card i don't care what grade you get it if you can get one get it uh in fact and i feel bad for you because you may have just created a competitor but i'll tell you what i'll do I won't acquire one until we find one for you. I was actually looking at a very expensive, high-grade Opeachy Nolan Ryan rookie because I believe that even though – I don't think Nolan Ryan is one of the best pitchers of all time. I think he's a great pitcher. 
I don't think he's necessarily a GOAT, but he's so well-known across so many generations. And I was always thinking, like, listen, the Topps rookie's great, but think about this. How many rookie cards of that era, of his status, also have a variation such as Milton Bradley, Opeachy, and Venezuela? So my first piece of advice, and I think this is Chris, yeah. Chris, if you can't either find the Venezuelan or afford it, next um, order, I would go after the Opeachy because I love that card. Um, Opeachy's got a long story history, not just in baseball, of course, but hockey cards. Um, and uh, the Milton Bradley to me is, I'm not that into it personally. Um, I see why if you're a collector, especially if you're a Nolan Ryan person, why you might want that as part of the quartet of rookies. Um, but I agree. Go after the Venezuelan. Um, in terms of finding it, I mean, your best bet is two things. Oh, I thought he, he's singing. This is adorable. Um, uh, your best bet is two things. One, of course, go to the major conventions. But let me tell you, you know what works really well? Word of mouth. So as soon as I start opening up my mouth at a show that I'm making it up, I need to buy vintage Hall of Famers from the 50s and 5s and 60s. I, I mean, I, I don't really need that, but I was making it up just for the sake of argument. Let me tell you, by the time I get to the end of half the rows to the show, I'll have someone like this. Oh, hey, how you doing, Bill? Bill doesn't make small talk. Hey, Bill. I um, uh, Hey, hey, it's it's Bill. Um, Leighton, I heard you're looking for these. Do you need them? Yeah, because they want to fill your order. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say to Chris is don't be shy. You're talking about a difficult card, especially if you want to trade for it. You might have to probably have to befriend the dealer. Chris, like I said, you have my word. I mean, I don't have your contact info, so if you want, email me late and just collect, or I'll tell Jeremy we'll go back to the show and find it. Um, I was very close to buying this Nolan Ryan rookie. I did not. I do think the Venezuelan is great. I am curious to look afterwards if there's any on eBay. I'm sure you've already looked, um, but let me know if you uh, have seen any recently, and I'll keep tabs out there for you. I think the the important thing that you that 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 Chris may and Chris can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think what you, the, I think the validation you just gave Chris was that it's a great card and you love it and you're a vintage expert. So, you know, you love it more than the Opeachy. It's right. Like when, when, when you first read the card or I told you the card, you, your eyes lit up late and like, you're really excited about that card. So oh, I'm sure that, that makes Chris want it maybe even a little bit more. Not that he needs you to tell him what to like, but it's always nice when you know that you're, what you like is corroborated by some others. He does say none on none on eBay uh, that I've seen recently, but okay. Um, Hawaiian five O's here. Happy Friday to you, Krista. Yeah, if you don't have big shows close to you, it is. I mean, I don't really either. The closest big show I have is is once a year up in Edmonton. That's a three hour car ride for me. I love that. That to me is close. It's better than me having to fly two thousand miles to Toronto. 2000 miles to Chicago, you know, go to even going to the Burbank show that, that the mint collective coming up. Those are, those are, you know, those are puddle jumpers, those two hour plane rides, no big deal. But you know, for people that live in the GTA, the like greater Toronto area, people that live in Toronto and uh, Philly, Chicago, you know, Dallas, which has tons of big shows, well, the same show several times a year. Like I'm envious of people that can literally just, you know, have breakfast and they're at the show 20 minutes later and it's a major show like how lucky how lucky are you right so 
Uh, Collector's Dream says, glad to hear that the vintage market is strong. I mean, I'm what I'm seeing in the hobby right now, online, at shows, just talking to my friends in the hobby, vintage is... Uh, Vintage is the powerhouse in the hobby right now, is what I'm is what I'm noticing. And uh, you know, there was a while there where it was all about the modern, and then people started realizing, wait a minute, what about the vintage? And then we saw you know the Mickey Mantles go crazy and et cetera, et cetera. So um I, I think that it is pretty strong. Chris, yeah, 10 hour drive. Hey, at least you can drive there. That is a long drive, though. That is a long drive. Colin says, Well, we have a great show every week in the, the greater Toronto area. So yeah, I mean, you, the people that live in those big centers are are quite lucky. Um, I don't know that New York has any major shows. You know, you got to go to Atlantic City every three or four years, or maybe never again. Or Philly's not too far, so that's good. But um, well, listen, man, we're we're a lot. We're we're almost double the time that that uh, you said you wanted to go. You got your you got your boy with you there, Crosby. I hope you guys have a good time. Good luck buying the collection tomorrow. Uh, and any anything else you want to mention before uh, before I we do. sign off? Uh, last piece of information I want to share because we didn't finish it earlier is, and I, I'm not, I, first of all, I collect signed cards, but one of the hottest areas of the market right now are vintage signed mantles. I saw a deal go down for 11,000 today cash. The guy tried to get them. It was, it was kind of, it was actually amusing. It was fun to listen to. The guy, they're going back and forth, the dealer and the, and the, and the collector, or to be fair, I don't know if he's a collector, investor, et cetera. Um, the guy says 10000 He's offering 10000 The guy says, best I can do is eleven. So I'm going to dance. The guy's like, oh, you know, I can do ten five. The guy's like, listen, I can't replace these, blah, blah, blah. It was three signed mantle, tops cards, uh, an Aaron um, signed tops card, but not a rookie. 11000 I don't know the specs. I don't know what they were graded. I know they were all slabbed. And... It is one of the hottest areas of the market right now. But be careful. Just because it is right now doesn't mean it will be for the future. And I personally do collect them. But it actually bothers me or it's like makes it harder for me to buy stuff right now. So to me, at a time like this, I simply just look at my other collecting interests and I look at what isn't going crazy right now. And that's, to me, really the sign of a true collector. That's... Sorry, sorry. That is really good advice, uh, but it's really hard advice to follow because we have a, a human tendency to get caught up in the hype and what's hot. And so, but it, you know, it, to follow uh, Warren Buffett's advice of you know buy when people are feel are fe- fearful and scare when they're sell when they're confident that kind of thing. It's it's hard to do that. It's hard to go against the grain. But if you can. I think you're going to be better off in the long run uh, just because you're not going to be, you're not going to be with the, with the pack and the pack can make things, uh, the pack of people can make things more expensive for sure. Chris does. Thank you for your help. Says you are great for the hobby and vintage. That goes. uh, Thank you, Chris to late. um, (laughs) That wasn't to me. That was for Leighton. Thank you, Chris, for the compliment for Leighton. I think that's a very nice thing to say and definitely accurate. So anything else uh, before we uh, sign off? No, like I said, if you are going to be at the convention tomorrow, it's okay. If you want to stop me, please come over to the booth, say hi. My son will be easy to spot next to me. He's a lot shorter. Um, we're booths 305 and 307. We have some great stuff on um, display for sale. I am encouraging people, if you see somebody at my booth and you don't quite have the money, let's talk trade. I'd love to do a trade and bring it back to Sports Card Live and talk about it on here. 
Perfect. All right, Leighton. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. And you know, when I when I said on the that we're gonna get a report from the Philly show, we got a real report. Like we got more than just a report on the show. We got a full lesson on how to do a card show from someone who knows how to do it great. Mike says, great information tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you being here. Uh, so, Leighton, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you. Appreciate your support. Thank you to the chat, everybody, for joining us on an, uh, somewhat of an impromptu Friday night. No sports cards live tomorrow as I have other uh, obligations for the evening. So I will be back on Sunday. Collectible Live will be at 7 p.m. Eastern with Lauren Powers, who is one of the people that runs the, the Mint Collective. She works for IMG. So she'll be, and she's a collector. She recently got into collecting and she's a ball, just a, a ball of laughs, a ton of fun. You'll enjoy Lauren uh, Sunday, seven o'clock Eastern and nine 30 Eastern. The PWCC hockey auction will be covering that as we've been doing every Sunday. So with that, everybody have a great rest of your Friday night. Have a great day on Saturday. If you're going to the Philly show, stop and say hi to Layton, sell him cards, buy cards from him, or just stop by, get his advice. He's always happy to help. And with that, Thank you, Collector's Dream. With that, everybody, this episode is over. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.